Welcome in everyone to the Chasing Trails podcast. Uh, we're at episode nine and you are hanging out with the dynamic duo, Brandon Thompson and Jeff LeBlanc. Uh, so we thank you so much for taking the time to listen in and to hang out with us once again. Jeff, how are you making out today, my man? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Yeah, it's raining up here in Fredericton. Um, I didn't know I was quite as dynamic as you're describing us. So that's, oh, that's we are dynamic. That's we are dynamic. <laughs> uh, I did not have a dynamic golf game today. That's for oh, sure. uh, I'm not a great golfer, but uh, a couple guys at work like to get out on a nine hole course every now and again. So we hit the Kingswood Executive Nine today, and uh, it's a par 31, and I was at least a 50. So <laughs> that tells you. It tells you how good my golf game is. But I get the ball in the air on a regular basis with my irons. So for me, hey, that's a win. Hey, that, that, that does mean something. Yeah. I uh, I just got some, like, neon golf balls uh, yeah. to use, and I'm so excited. One one of them's like, super hot pink, and one of them's really bright yellow. So hopefully I don't lose them as much as I lose my regular golf balls. In yeah, the I pulled up bright green noodle two today, and all three of the other guys who are quite good golfers made fun of me for at least yeah. five minutes. So you may consider who <laughs> you're golfing with before you pull out one of those. And right. one of the guys we golf with, he is like a bloodhound. He can watch me tee off, and I don't know how he marks the ball and then remembers where his is and where mine is, but he literally could just walk into the woods and throw my ball out like within seconds. And I was just really? like, I wow. don't know how you do that i thought i was 15 feet over there but anyway so i i never really have the problem of losing sight of my ball because it's usually 20 feet in front of me like that's (laughs) yeah yeah. that's my golf game summed up in in one one sentence so hopefully it's more than 20 feet because you know if you don't drive it past the uh the front tees, you have to hit the next ball with your pants around your ankles, right? Oh, I've got some stories to tell you about <laughs> some of those. That's an official golf rule. I hear they're going to put it into the PGA soon. Oh, yeah. Now that Liv has taken them over, I think the Saudis would be really, really happy with that rule. Yeah, it's going to be a lot more fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anyway, well, enough about golf, which this podcast is not about it's at all. About, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who are just kind of tuning in, uh, we do our best to talk about all things trail running. And as uh, two fathers of five daughters each, uh, we uh, try and incorporate a little bit of family life into our conversation as well, just to give it that home homespun flavor. And uh, so. Jeff, I'm I'm really sad to say that this is my last week of vacation. I have been enjoying several weeks of vacation and I can feel just like the 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 dark fingers of work starting to creep up on me again uh as I get ready to go back to work on Monday. So that's a little sad. Um I don't have banker's hours, so it's like a full-time job for me. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I wasn't going to refuse to answer at what time I was playing golf. That's right. <laughs> well, anyway, it's not like we either of us have a, like a stressful work week all the time, but it's nice. It's got perks. We all got perks in our jobs. and sure. All right, so there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Um, a couple of updates for you guys for listening. Uh, great news. Great news, Jeff. My Saucony peregrines are about to come to an end. Like okay, I've, we can I've, move on. I've, we can move on from the topic of, of those dreadful shoes. And uh, I, I have ordered, and I'm expecting very soon, uh, a pair of Hoka Speed Goats 
So nice. I am, uh, I'm thrilled about that. Thanks to a lot of the listeners who chip, who chimed in to just say, Hey, listen, try the speed goats. You might like them. Um, so I'm going out on a limb. I got a great deal on them, which is why I went with them to begin with. Like they were more than half off. So it was fantastic. And, uh, we'll give her a go and see what it, what it feels like. But, uh, if I, if I, uh, do great in the Looney Loops, Race coming up in August. It's all because of the new shoes, right? You'll they be make a Hoka fan for life. That's right. I'm hooked on Hoka. If that's the way it uh, <laughs> it goes out, but what's we'll their see. slogan? Hoka fly. Everyone can. I don't know what it is. Something about flying, uh, running I don't fast, drop, jumping. Yeah. It's it's Maybe. a fun brand. So hopefully Maybe. it'll uh, make me run faster. So speaking of running faster, you've got your your 50k update here how how are you making out have you gotten anyone to kind of walk you through what what's your mindset going into almost august here as we get ready to start I know, right it's starting to stare down the barrel real hard here uh mm. we've had some we've had some people reach out and offer some advice we've had some people reach out in concern <laughs> my, my, my <laughs> wife reached out in concern the other day uh she kind of sat me down while we were just sitting around talking she's like so 50k huh <laughs> um, I remember I never told her I was going to do 50k. I'm pretty sure she never wrote it on the podcast. So oh, wow. uh, she was a bit surprised to hear that because uh, she does know how my long runs have been going. And, and due to the heat, mostly they've been shorter than they should be. Um, so, you know, it's okay. I don't, I don't blame people for, you know, being a little nervous to pick up some random uh, newbie runner who thinks he's going to do 50k on his third trail run ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand the outlandish, uh, craziness of my offer um so i'm I'm not overly surprised but i am super impressed and and happy to have people reach out and and provide some advice and just kind of kind of give me a little bit of a nudge in the right direction and uh and that's great um you know the episode that we're releasing tomorrow with with mark kind of scared me a little bit so i won't (laughs) give any of that away uh but uh, i had a different vision of what the trail was and so now i'm just gonna kind of see what happens and uh Use it as a test to try out some new nutrition uh, strategies and different things like that. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's doing well, though. Um, I got back on the train this week, and I've ran almost every day this week. Um, and uh, so that's good. And, yeah, good. long run on Saturday, and I'm going to go to Woolestock, and I'm going to run that 5K loop on the outside of the hill uh, as many times as I can until I run out of nutrition. And we'll see how go. far that took me. So Good. That, is that the one with the big hill that we ran for the Woolastic Whomping or the outside? No, I'm going to leave that out. I'm going to leave that oh, Okay, okay. Yeah. Good idea. Good idea. Yeah. Um, so I think so. I think I'm really getting pumped for it. I'm also like starting to train, and and I've been thinking too, like, oh my goodness, I haven't done enough because of the heat and all that kind of stuff. But I think I've gotten a fair amount of miles in, but I'm there's lots of room to grow, and so that's going to be kind of like a those thoughts that kind of creep in when you're like, Oh shoot, I am not ready for this. Uh, those kind of thoughts that creep in is what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. Um, but we just wanted to give you too, before we get into that, we wanted to give you just kind of a preview, a couple of guests we have coming up. We have, uh, some folks who will be coming to share some special desserts with us. We call them dessert. We're like your vegetables that you get, uh, on the regular, but we do have some uh, special guests who are the dessert. Um, so Alex Quinn will be coming with, uh, coming up to share with us, uh, just, uh, talking around, uh, what he's going to be accomplishing in St. John, um, and the idea of running around King Square 
for a really long time. And uh, that'll be a great conversation. And just the motivation and the reasons he's doing it will be ones that you will want to hear about. So please uh, keep your ears open for that. We're also going to do in the dark 50, right? So he'll talk yeah, about that, right. which is a race yeah. that I thought was absolutely crazy. Like don't even start until it gets dark. Like that's yeah. silly, but Hey, let's, let's run all night. We'll run yeah. all night in the woods. <laughs> Um, and then we've got, we're going to have a follow up here soon, uh, just talking about nutrition. We really just kind of scraped the uh, the surface with our last episode, uh, talking about you know just our struggles with nutrition uh, and food. Really, um, <laughs> lack of nutrition is probably mm-hmm. the the better word for it. Uh, yeah. The Rubik's cube of nutrition, and so we've got a dietitian who will be coming on. Uh, Catherine Lafort, and she is going to be sharing just some of her perspective, which I think will be really helpful for us. I'm actually really pumped about that. A certified uh, dietitian, and so she'll be able to kind of give us some more information about that. So those are a couple of the good ones. We've got some others that we've got in the hopper too that we're waiting uh, to share with you, but uh, it looks like we're going to have a couple of great conversations coming up down the pipe. So make sure you are uh, subscribing um, to the podcast or that you follow it on Apple or Spotify uh, so that you don't miss any episodes as they come in. And we try to release every Friday. And so we will uh, try to continue with that so you can keep your eyes and ears peeled for it. All right. That's enough commercials. Uh, let's get to, <laughs> uh, to, the, to the heart of it here. Um, okay. So today, Jeff, what we wanted to talk about was uh, just the fact that uh, I had shared on our Instagram uh, just some of the the struggles that I had with my last long run, which was meant to be uh, a three-hour long run. Um, so it was going to be a 55-minute run with a five-minute walk in between. So do that, repeat that three times. So that's a fairly fairly significant amount of time. And I got to, I think I did two sets of that. And I was just like, all right, I can't keep going anymore right now. One, because the weather was awful and two, because my body felt awful. And, uh, I was like, Oh my goodness, this is really going to be trouble if I can't get like my training in line with what's coming up. And so the, all the mind games start to, to happen. Have you ever had those before, Jeff? Do you, do you get that sometimes? Yeah. Um, sometimes, I mean, especially during those long runs, you go through those, ebbs and flows and different things like that. So mm-hmm. you get that, you get, that. I get it more often than I would like to admit, to be right. honest. I've never been real good with the self-talk and, and mm-hmm. uh, trying to encourage myself and someone like that. So, yeah. So there's lots of different ways this kind of, well, let's, let's describe it as like um, negative self-talk. Let's use the words that you used. So if if we use negative self-talk, there's lots of ways that kind of creeps in. One is definitely when your training isn't where you want it to be. So you're struggling to kind of meet your training goals. I love those people who don't have training plans. They're like free as a bird. Like maybe that's, maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. Um, Yeah. I mean, we've had a couple guests who have all answered actually three now straight in my quick questions who have all answered that they don't like training plans. And yeah. I thought after hearing Brian talk about it in the first interview, that that's, that's the way I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. But I have to say the last month, that's not been good for me. And maybe that's a personality <laughs> thing. Maybe it's 
because I'm still inherently lazy, and, and I, that was my biggest problem before I started running. Like I just I couldn't believe I'd get 1,000 steps in a day once I, when I first yeah. got my first Fitbit. And uh, I was like, there's no way I only get 1,000 steps in a day. That's just dumb. <laughs> but that was the reality. Like I moved from my desk chair to the photocopier to the bathroom. Like that was it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, maybe I'm still inherently lazy. And so I just if I have a training plan, I find it, it helps. Right. So, yeah. um, so I haven't quite gotten there yet where I'm really like in love with the training to the point where I just wake up in the morning and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go run for two and a half hours. Right. If my training plan tells me like on Saturday, I have a three hour run. I find generally speaking, I'm able to do that in a lot of ways. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, so you have those kind of head games and then like, if you're like me, who's been on vacation for a good chunk of time, um, you kind of throw away your, your kind of like eating plan or whatever, and then you start gaining weight over vacation. So there's some mind games that can come in there. Um, maybe you had a bad run. So mind games can kind of come in there. Um, and maybe, maybe you didn't achieve your goal for your race, or maybe you didn't, uh, you know, meet, maybe you DNF'd or something like that. And so there's like all sorts of, you know, mind games that can happen when you're running, like running feels like whether it's trail or whether it's road, it feels like it's a mental sport. Like it feels like there's a lot more thinking that goes into running than I probably originally gave it credit for. And so like it's wrestling with this kind of mindset that you have to overcome that, that we kind of wanted to talk about today. Just like, how do we actually kind of overcome this and how do we recognize it and how do we deal with it? Um, and so maybe some of you guys who are listening are like, I always think I'm amazing. Like I have, uh, you know, the body of a Greek God or whatever, you know, and so you don't need to worry about it. Uh, but for, for a lot of people I know, like overcoming some of the negative talk that you give yourself is, is a big deal. Um, yeah. So, uh, that's kind of where we're going to go today. And, um, Jeff, why don't you just start off by talking to us about some of the, some of your struggles over vacation and, and just kind of help us get a picture of where you were at. Yeah. Um, so it's funny cause I, uh, I always dream that I'm going to bring my trail shoes and I'm going to like go on these epic runs in random other parts of the province or in different provinces or whatever. And so, you know, of course it happened again. I was packing the van to go to Pugwash. We spent some time on the beach there, and I thought, I'm going to bring my trail shoes and my vest and some nutrition. And I'm going to get up early, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hit a whole new province of trails. And I, I, fought, I downloaded the All Trail app. I'm mm-hmm. excited. I was like, okay, you know, everyone says this app is great, and so I use this app. And so I get on and start looking at trails in my area. Yeah, when I'm in Pugwash, there were some really nice ones, some great ones. I was all excited. But lo and behold, every day, I spent the whole day on the beach, in the sun, in the heat. And then uh, the diet wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Uh, you know, we were vacationing with my parents, so it wasn't like it was like a rip-roaring party or anything like that. Uh, yeah. My kids were all there, so of course, you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty tame. But yeah. nonetheless, uh, you wake up at, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning, or what morning I rolled over at 5.30, and I was like, if I'm really quiet, I won't wake anyone up, and I should go for a run. And like, 
you're sleeping in a weird bed. You didn't mm-hmm. go to bed early. It's hot. And it's still hot because you're sleeping, like we were sleeping in the screened-in porch. And so I could still feel the humidity outside, even though it was early in the morning. And, uh, like, I was just, I was not getting out of bed. Like, it just didn't happen. <laughs> Despite how excited I was and everyone was so encouraging. Like, don't worry about waking anyone up, Jeff. You know, if you want to go for a run, you know. They all know I'm a better person when I go for a run at the end of the right. day. Like, it'd be more fun to hang out with today if you go for a run this morning. So, yeah. um, so you know, they're all encouraging or whatever. But, like, I just I just couldn't even bring myself to even consider filling a water bottle. Like, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. And, and a big part of it, and this is a struggle that I've been having, and it's it's weird. It goes along with, with negative talk, and so I'll talk about it a little bit here. But um, I don't know what it is, but when I get up to go running in the morning right now, the thought of going out on a trail in the morning by myself before work just seems so mentally exhausting and to right. the point where like, I just can't make myself do it. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's not because I'm scared of the woods. Like I go hunting all the time. I go walking in the woods. Like I'm not scared of the woods. I think in my brain, I've got it worked up to like, this is such a bigger effort and such so much more work and so much more, you know, stress on the body and it's just so much easier to either road run or get on the treadmill, both of which mm-hmm. I enjoy less than mm-hmm. drilling, but right. I do them anyway, nonetheless, because for some reason I have this mental block right now that tells me that you're going to twist your ankle. You're going to be late for work. You're going to get lost on the snowmobile trail, which I've done on the snowmobile and a four wheeler. So <laughs> you know, the trees all look the same when there's no signs and there's, you know, logging roads everywhere. Um, it's really easy to get turned around. And uh, I never really checked if the snowmobile trails are on the all trail app, but nonetheless, I'm not sure it would get me out of there anyway. But um, mm-hmm. so I've been lost in there before, and those are the trails that are right beside my house. So, you know, so it's like, well, I'll get in the van and I'll drive out to Woolastook, which is 15, you know, 10 minutes away or whatever, and I'll, I'll run there because I know I can't get lost. It's a loop. But then I got to get in the van and I got to drive out there and I got to make time to drive back. And anyway, so right. I've just got this mental block against just doing it randomly. And that was part of the block this, this weekend, like when I was on vacation. And, mm-hmm. and a part of it is just that, you know, confidence in myself, despite the fact that I could, you know, go and run 25K and, and probably be okay. Um, there's a lack of confidence there for some reason that I just don't mm-hmm. know really how to break at this point. And I'm sure it's all, you know, self-talk, mental, whatever. But mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you how do you break past that other than just going and doing it? I guess eventually, and that's what will eventually happen. But right, and I think too, like uh, it, it boils down to motivation, and what is probably the dirtiest word in my vocabulary: discipline. Uh, like discipline is not something I like. It's not something I seek out. It's not something I want, but I really want it at the same time. You know what I mean? Like I really want to be a disciplined person to be able to say, all right, no matter what, this is what's going to happen. Like you hear about, you know, all those guys like Goggins and Jocko Willink and all those guys who are just like crazy disciplined. Um, and they do it no matter what they feel like and, uh, or, or what's going on or what the weather's like or, or whatever they go and do it. So, um, part of it's, you know, part of even the negative talk is you're holding yourself up against these people and you're like, well, they do it. So I should be able to do it. And I mean, yeah, that's man, not to carry the boat. That's right. I mean, that's not, a, that's not necessarily a, a fair and accurate comparison, you know, but it is something that you can do. 
which will lead you. It can actually demotivate you and and make you feel like, oh man, why should I even bother? So it is, it, it is the idea of pursuing discipline, which is really, the, I think, the best description I've heard is saying uh, no to what's good, so that you can say yes to what's better. You know than that, and and I think for me. Um, it's trying to get to a spot where you're like, okay, I need to say no to staying up late so I can go to bed early and get up early enough or saying no to, uh, the licorice, uh, so that I can say yes to, you know, a better, uh, a slimmer weight or whatever. So it's, uh, it's, but it's just so easy to talk about, but it's so hard to do, you know, and live out. And so, I don't know. Uh, I don't have any magic bullets for that one, but it, it seems to me like as much as you need to train your body to do the running, you need to train your brain um, to manage those conversations, those thoughts or those hurdles or blocks um, that get in your way from what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and, and that's not uh that's not something that we talk about an awful lot around trail running circles. It's just like, how do you train your, your brain to have like that, that mental kind of resilience that it needs to, to get through those things. Um, and so one of the things that, uh, that I was reading about, so I've been kind of looking at this for a little bit, but I've, I, I did some reading in preparation for our discussion tonight. And just some of it was, that as much as we exercise our bodies, we should, we should exercise our brains. Um, and, and so I, I found that kind of an interesting thought. Like, I don't know if that means like doing flashcards and like Warshak tests or whatever, like, I don't know. But uh, for, for a lot of the conversation, it seems like it, it's about choosing to build up the toughness in your mindset um, that will allow you to be able to, to push aside or push through some of those, some of those negative thoughts. So I wonder if that's like the pain cave. Do you think that's kind of like part of the pain cave is just like pushing through some of that, you know, when they talk about going through the pain cave, like I wonder if it's not just physical, if it's mental. Yeah. I mean, I imagine like, I feel like whenever you hear anyone talk about the wall, when you're running, like I hit the wall at mile 18, whatever it is, that wall that people say you hit when you're running a marathon and so on. And, and uh, I don't know that I can describe a specific wall or mileage that I would say I hit it, but you always hear those people talk about too. And, and, and we kind of make fun of Goggins and these guys, but one of the things they have going for them and that I've noticed a big difference since I've started reading some of these books that I right now I'm stuck on basically reading memoirs from endurance athletes like that's I'm running out I mean I just have to keep buying them on Amazon and they're all lot the same but I find my attitude towards hard doing hard things has changed the more I read about these guys like Scott Jurek I'm reading a book right now about a guy who ran a marathon in every country in the world uh like just consecutively um raising wow. money for a certain type of cancer um and so you know you hear about these people doing these things and then you, you hear people talk about how your body can go so much further than your brain will let it go. Cause your brain's job is to shut things down so that you can survive, right? It's, it's your protection mm -hmm. mechanism. And so if you're putting your body in through too much stress, it'll shut things down. But the reality is your body can actually go way further than you would ever think of. And you hear, you know, I'm sure everyone's heard people say that, like it's all over the internet, these guys who are out there. And the more and more that I find I read these books, the more 
I even find in myself thinking, well, I, I may not be able to do that, but I could probably do a lot more than than what I actually do and allow myself to do in the run. Mm. And, mm. Uh, and I feel like it's a lot of the, uh, for me, it's like that old saying like garbage in garbage out. And I, I used to let a lot of garbage in mm-hmm. and I'm very choosy on what I let in now, even from Instagram, from Facebook, I just leave the group or whatever. If it's not encouraging, then I don't need it in a lot of ways. So yeah. I find that for me, like that's made a big difference. This negative self talk still there, obviously haven't fixed it. Uh, I'm certainly not the most uh, courageous or, or whatever person, but um, it's gotten a lot better. The more I've focused on, you know, stories of success, even from other people and, or, you know, garbage in garbage out theory that the more garbage I put in my body from food and diet, like that's the, you know, I'm going to get garbage results. You know, mm-hmm. and I've heard people say like, you can't outrun your fork. Yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> and that's very true in my life right now. Um, <laughs> and so then if you translate that to the same with like mental toughness, it's the same idea, you know, garbage in garbage out. So surround yourself with, you know, good mental thoughts, but also from not just from yourself, from, from others and from books or whatever. Uh, I'm sure it makes a big difference. Or at least I found it's made a, a difference for myself. Yeah. Here's the most infuriating thing for me when it comes to discipline or, or anything like that um, is that I can do it for like three or four days, you know, and I'm get or like I get a little streak going, maybe make it to like two weeks and then something will happen that I'm not planning for or that comes out of left field and just like sabotages it. And then you're like, oh, so like the best advice I ever heard about that is if you miss once, don't miss twice in a row. You know what I mean? And but sometimes like I can barely get any momentum going and then you're stopped and you're stalled and you have to pick up and go again. Like that to me is some of the hardest mental stuff that I have to get through is like, okay, I didn't track my food today. Um, I need to track it tomorrow. Um, but then you go like a week and you're like, you didn't track anything, even though you get constant reminders on your watch or your phone or whatever to, you know, we miss you. You haven't tracked your lunch today. Um, so it's just like stuff like that drives me nuts about myself and about discipline is that I might be able to get three days, but I, you know, something will happen and it just blows it all up. It's that ability to reset, right? Like Mm. when, there's so many other things that are outside your control, right? You can only control what you can control. And obviously if you control those things, well, it's going to go well, but there's other things that are going to blow it up. So that ability to just kind of have a short memory and let it go and move on. I heard someone say once when you're struggling with discipline or even motivation, one of the things that worked for them was to never miss a Monday. So Monday's the start of your week for a lot of people, maybe yours Mm -hmm. is Sunday. Because yeah. you start your week on Sunday. You can't really do a Sunday because you're working Sunday morning, but maybe right. you can. I don't know. But, um, you know, that was their theory. Like, never miss a Monday. Because if you miss a Monday, it just sets up the rest of your week poorly. And, uh, and so that's that's one thing I've tried to implement, trying to be more disciplined with, with running, is that if I if I can help it, I, I try never to miss a Monday because it just sets up the week better. And then you can build those two or three wins, have a crappy day, still get your long run in. And then not miss a Monday, and you still got four runs in that. So yeah. just don't be so yeah. hard on yourself. Yeah, and I think too, it's like you have to be flexible, and you have to be able to adapt. And that's like what 
running trail running is all about that. Like you have to adapt to what, what's going on. And it's like, what's that great quote from Mike Tyson? Everyone's got to play it until you get punched in the face. And yeah. that's the, the idea is, you know, you have to just be willing to adapt and, and to have the mental flexibility to be able to allow yourself to, to kind of combat that. So um, one of the things just to, to kind of help transition us a little bit was I was reading um, uh, just an article by a running coach named Amanda Brooks, and she was talking about how to overcome some of the stuff. And so she, she kind of lays out three different steps to kind of help you combat some of the negative talk, because if we're honest, some of the stuff that we say to ourselves is absolutely brutal. Like we wouldn't say those to anyone else. Like we would never like call ourselves the names that, or call someone else the names we call ourselves or speak the way to ourselves that we speak to others or whatever. So um, one of the things that, that she kind of nails on, and I think there's some, some truth here is that, that, that behind a lot of the struggle around your negative self-talk is around fear. Like, so what are you afraid of? Um, you know, and I, and I guess if you could think about some of the biggest challenges, what are the things that you're afraid of? Um, you can think of like your fear of failure. Like, so that might be one thing that you're talking to yourself negatively about. Like you can't, you can't mess this up or why, you know, why are you going so slow? You're going to miss the cutoff or, or whatever. So there's a fear of failure. Um, there's a fear of not meeting expectations. So like, you know, we wanted to race at this pace and I'm running at this pace. Um, there's all sorts of different fears like of not, uh, or, you know, of letting someone down, you know, maybe you're running to support a cause or maybe you're running to encourage someone and that's, you don't want to let them down. So there's like re real roots of fear that go into a lot of the negative self-talk that we have. Um, and so it comes out in phrases like I can't do this or I'm not good at this or, um, you know, I'm, I suck at this or man, I can't run. I'm not a runner. Um, and, and so I was trying to think about like my own life and like, what is it that I'm afraid of when it comes to running? And I think it mine for, for me, and I, and I shared this on the Instagram for me, it's like not accomplishing the goal. So like the fear of failure, if you want to lay, label it that way, like not doing what I wanted to accomplish. And uh, it's not so much like a, Oh, like a jump scare. It's more of like this deeper rooted kind of sense of like my, you know, my worth or my identity is tied up in this accomplishment and uh, trying to, to name that and kind of pull it out into the light is like one of the best ways to, to combat it. Um, and just to say, Hey, listen, you don't, you don't need to do that. So that was kind of like some of the motivation behind the, the Instagram post that I shared is like, you know, fear is a lot like mushrooms. They don't like grow. It doesn't grow in the light. You know, they like the dark and they like the, the hidden places. And so I think calling it out for what it is, is, is a big deal. Even if that's just like, even on your run, like just saying to yourself, Oh man, I'm really scared of not making this goal or whatever. I think that could be, a really helpful tool just to say, Hey, listen, let's just call this out for, for what it is. And, uh, and then you can see what, what happens after that. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned like certain paces or even certain like distances, right? We, we work them up so much in our head and then you're like, Oh man, like I'm not a real runner mm. until I do a marathon. 
Like mm-hmm. real runners do marathons. So like, or I'm not a real trail runner until I do, uh, you know, a hundred miler. Right. Yeah. When, when really like, you know, there's only a small percentage of the population who could run 25 K um, right. or who could run 10 K or five K for that matter. Um, and it, I remember when I first started running, like I always, I always felt that way uh, until I saw the statistic on the percentage of people in the world who have actually co- completed a marathon. And it's like a staggeringly low number. Like it just, really, yeah, you know, it's less than 1%. And, and so wow. at the end of the day, it's like, okay, um, it's, it's just an interesting way that we convince ourselves that, well, I can't do that or I'm not that person until I do mm-hmm. X. And I was listening to a podcast just the other day and the fellow on the podcast, uh, he's a pretty big Instagram influencer. He's got a big company. Um, and one thing he was saying in his podcast was that how ridiculous it, ridiculous it is for people to put boundaries on their success like that. And it really, it really hit home with me. Like even just this week, because again, you know, his point was, you know, if you lift weights and you do barbell lifting, just because you've never gotten on a stage doesn't mean you're not a power lifter. Like you are working to become the strongest version of yourself by doing those exercises. That makes you someone who is doing, who is a power lifter. It's same with running. If you run, even if you never register for an actual race, that doesn't make you not a runner. Mm-hmm. That just means you haven't paid someone else to enjoy a Sunday morning run, right? Like at right. the end of the day. Um, and so it really just kind of, it's funny, like those fears are so irrational sometimes. Eh? Like when I hear you talk about, you know, these fears and I just, I'm just sitting here and I'm in a great mood tonight because I ran this morning and I played golf this afternoon. And so I don't feel any of those things. I've had days where I feel just like you did on that Instagram live video that you did, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I've had those days. Today's not one of them. So I have all these positive thoughts in my mm, head. Right. Good. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, it's funny how most of those fears are completely irrational. And then oh, when you yeah. think about them, right? It's like, yeah. You know, uh, it seems kind of silly, but the big fear for me was always letting other people down or embarrassment. That's my big one. Mm. I don't want to tell anyone when I'm training for something like me coming out and talking about doing 50 K. Like that's actually, that's actually a big step for me. And I actually hope in some ways that I fail because in a lot of ways it would be good for me (laughs) to fail at it and yet come (laughs) out here and say, I was going to do it because that was, you know, that's always been my big, like, well, what if I don't do it? I have to explain to my kids that I sucked or my wife or my friends or now an entire podcast of people who I don't know, but yet I still feel this like, oh, geez, why did I say that? That was dumb. Yeah, they're cheering you on, though. Everyone's cheering yeah, you on. right? But that's the difference, right? Like it was an irrational fear that I would be embarrassed if I didn't finish or if I didn't make it. But yep. the exact opposite has happened, right? Whereas an entire you know community of people are actually – you know, cheering you on and being happy that you're at least trying and, and being there with you. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, I guess that's all I'm saying is a lot of those fears are irrational, but they're hard to overcome and they seem so real when you're, when you're with them. Right. Right. And that's what, that's what I'm kind of saying too, is like, if you, if you keep them in the dark, if you don't share them or put them out there, uh, they seem to have way more power over you than if you talk about them or put them out in the light, you know, because, then they start to seem like a little less scary or they seem like you say, you have this moment of like, this is totally ridiculous. Why am I even worried about this? Or why am I getting this so much of my mental space or whatever? So um, some of the things that, that 
that this Amanda Brooks recommends is asking yourself some questions like how um, is this true? So that's like one of the ways to kind of call out this fear that you're holding on to or whatever is to ask, like, is this actually true? Am I really the worst runner on earth? Like, you know, right. Am I really that that bad? Um, am I really this bad at running? No, the answer is no, of course not. It's not true. Are my kids um, going to love me less because I don't do 50 K at Looney loops? Right. Absolutely. Right. Like, are you, are you going to be shunned and rejected by, you know, millions of people who listen to this podcast because you didn't run 50 K? You know? <laughs> no, no, it's not true. Um, and, and the same thing is, is, is to ask yourself, you know, can you absolutely know it's true? Well, yes, you can ask your, your loved ones. You can ask yourself, you can ask, you know, professionals, like, am I the worst runner in the world? And they'll tell you, no, like we've seen worse people. So it's, it's all this idea of trying to make sure that what you're telling yourself is actually true. Um, and then the next question they say to ask is how do you react? What happens when you believe that thought? So like, you know, how does it impact the way you live your life? If you, if this were true, if this negative thing that you were saying about yourself is true, how does that impact the way you're living your life? Well, it's always a negative way. Like it either causes stress or anxiety or, you know, disappointment or whatever sadness, like it's never, it's never helpful to have these kind of thoughts yet. We entertain them a lot more often than, than we should. Um, and then finally, the last one they, they say to ask is who would you be without that thought? You know, so for me, um, uh, my worth is wrapped up in accomplishment. Um, who would I be if I didn't have that thought? Well, I would certainly be a lot freer in my mind and in my heart because I wouldn't have to worry about all these pressures. Um, you know, so you would, you know, you, you can kind of picture what visualize what your life would look like if you weren't racking your brain over a lot of these negative thoughts. And uh, it, it seems to me like that it creates a new alternative to what you've been living in or living with. And so it gives you a kind of a picture of what that might, that might look like. So um, I think those, I think questions are powerful and to be able to ask yourself some of those questions always can create some really interesting dialogue within yourself. Um, anyway, so what she says is, is just to ask yourself those questions and then to kind of just start creating a positive flip on that negative talk. Um, and so for example, what they would say is like, so if your fear is I'm not good enough or I'm not good enough shape to be a runner, let's say that, um, to flip that and say, my body is strong and it'll get stronger every time I lace up my sneakers. So that's like flipping that fear. So for my example, um, I'm only valuable if I accomplish my goal. Well, if you flip that, it says I'm valuable, you know, whether I accomplish my goal or not, or I have worth, whether I accomplish it or not. Um, so it's just kind of tr creating a new dialogue around it. So I, I found like those, those three steps are kind of helpful. Um, and maybe it's just like taking one step at a time and, and just, you know, dealing with a little bit at a time because it doesn't go away overnight. Right. <laughs> Yeah, for um, sure. Those are cool. I mean, it's it's funny. Eh? We're sitting here talking about positive self-talk, and, and uh, you hear that stuff, and you're just like, that's corny. 
but that's the reality. It's actually, <laughs> yeah. it's actually true. You know, like when right. you actually think of it, the other, it was, we were just talking all about that. And, uh, right. And so it's funny that that's my reaction. I'm not saying you're corny, Brent. I'm sorry. No, no. I understand exactly what you're saying. You know, that's my negative talk creeping in right away, right? Like, you're not going (laughs) to do that, Jeff. That's that's not manly. That's not not tough. You're tougher than that. You don't need to talk to yourself like that. But the reality is I do, and I need to encourage myself. I'm sure we all do, right? Um, So I like that. Those are good questions to ask yourself and and a good way to reframe your thought process, right? Yeah, and here's the thing. If you're able to kind of overcome some of that negative uh, self-talk, the science shows that you can actually be a better runner, you know, by overcoming those things because of the mental energy that you're spending um, going through those things. It actually diminishes your ability to perform. And so it's it's not only just like a, you know, psychology corner. It's actually – you know, performance based. And so that the science around it is really quite interesting. Um, and so, uh, you know, creating mental toughness is something you hear in professional sports all the time, right? Like people hire sports psychologists to right. kind of help them prepare with, with, uh, mental toughness. Um, I, I wanted to ask you what you thought about this because there's a, there's a scientist from MIT named Mariska, Mariska Van Sprundle. So there's a name for you. Um, and she talks about how you build uh, mental toughness is this, if she could boil it down to one sentence, is run on the hard day, run when you're tired, or run when the weather's bad. And that creates this kind of mental toughness that allows you to be able to kind of push through some of those those hard things. What do you think of that? I, I, I don't know exactly how I feel about it. I mean, I'm sure – Part of it's that you'll realize it's not as bad as you had it made up to be in your head, right? Mm-hmm. Especially on the bad weather days. Like, weather keeps me inside a lot. Um, yep. You know, we've discussed that before. And, and the days you're tired and the days that you're not feeling it, um, you know, definitely – I can see where it would help build it. What One thought that comes to my mind is I heard it said once, and, and it's not my words, so I won't take credit for it, but – if you don't have the odd bad run, how do you know what a good run feels like? Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it was in a podcast. I listened to sure. I wrote a book that I read, but I mean, that would certainly drive home that thought process that if you, if you don't give yourself the opportunity to have a couple bad runs, you're not going to know what a real good run feels like. And so yep. if you run in those bad opportunities, despite them, they're going to be bad runs probably. Yeah. So, like, right. Like you're just yep. setting yourself up for failure but then you learn what failure feels like in those training sessions and the ones that don't go that way and feel really good are going to feel really good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think it makes sense. Not that I like it, but you know, <laughs> I don't right, know how so, quickly I'm going to implement that, but it makes well, sense. I think, I, that's, I think that's the point is that you're not going to like it and you, you keep doing it anyway. So I was trying to reconcile that with like, with like some of our guests who will be like, Oh no, I'll just run what I feel like running. You know what I mean? And and so I, I don't know how those two kind of, maybe it's two different philosophies around running. I don't know, but uh, like trying to, trying to convince yourself like on those days when you really don't feel like it are probably the days that you need to run the most, you know? Um, and, and so 
part of me is like, yeah, I agree with what she's saying. And I think she's, she's right. And, and that allows me to just kind of be like a really big slave master to my mind. Like just saying, all right, you need to do this. You need to always do this. I can't believe you're not running right now because you're tired. Like suck it up, you know, get going. Um, and so I can see that being like a negative thing, but then I'm also like, okay, you need to build up some strength here. Like you need to, to run, you know, like, just like when you start running, right? Like your legs are like, stop doing this. Like, why are you moving so fast? Like, this is yeah. not, this is not right. It hurts so the, much the next day. Right. And, but the moment you do like, that's how you build like endurance. And so I wonder if it's the same thing mentally, like the more you do those hard things, the more endurance you build up. And so that, that seems like a positive to me. So I've, I've got two minds of it really. Yeah, I think a lot of it probably has to do with personality, right? Like, mm. uh, you know, some people thrive under the challenge of you know, the hard weather or the hard treating yourself hard or whatever. And and that's what they need to get out the door, to have that discipline or to have that motivation. They need people telling them you can't. And then they're kind of more of the attitude of, well, watch me, right? Yeah. And then you have other people who you know, don't necessarily get motivation from that. And uh, I think you have to be careful with that mindset though, because one thing I've been reading and learning about in podcasts and that stress is stress. It doesn't matter what kind of stress it is. Like good stress is still stress. Your body still takes the stress. When you right. run too much, you get a lot of cortisol built up in your bloodstream or however that works. I don't even know if it's in your blood, wherever it is. Yeah. <laughs> wherever it goes. Does its thing, right? I'm no scientist, obviously. Um, you know, the stress being stress. So if you're stressed out at work and you're stressed out at home and then you go put more stress in your body by running, um, sometimes it can have some severe negative effects. And, uh, and so, you know, I feel like, and other times it can have certainly other effects, right? Like certainly people mm-hmm. are under stress or under emotional distress or mental um, anxiety and, str- and running helps them, right? Mm-hmm. Provides clarity. Um, but I think there's obviously a breaking point where it can provide too much stress on your body too. So I think you have to be careful with, with that mindset in that, you know, eventually you'll get to a point where you're just going to shut down. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be probably more detrimental than, so maybe pick every third rainy day. Go for that's a right. Yeah, start with that. Start with that. We don't that's want to put too much stress on you. I think that's it's good right. for you to implement it first and let me know how it goes. Okay, that's right. I'll be the guinea pig, <laughs> yeah. and if the and if the cortisol doesn't come like shooting out of my eyeballs or wherever it comes from, <laughs> uh, it should be okay. Yeah. So anyway, I it's just an interesting concept to think about with your your brain and your. <laughs> just how it works around your psychology around running and and that kind of thing. And I would have just kind of kept reducing it to this basic physical exercise, but the real mental aspect of it is, is just as huge. So anyway, I I think it'll be a good chance for us for at Looney loops to be able to work through some, some of those discussions that, uh, that, that we're we're having right now and and to be able to see how that talk comes. Um, One of the things that I thought was really interesting was that they did a study with runners and they mic'd up runners um, as they went for their training runs and stuff like that in the, in the mountains. And they were told like, instead of just keeping the thoughts that they had inside their head, they had to vocalize every thought that they, that came into their mind as they were running. So it was funny. So some of them were like, Oh look, there's a rabbit. 
uh, or man, this, this mountain is, is effing big. <laughs> and so they would just have like all these different, you know, my, they had it all recorded. Right. So it was like these scientists would spend hours of just listening to these runners, like randomly talk to themselves about what they're going through. And so, so Jeff, if we were going to mic you up for your next run, what, what would it sound like? Would it, would you have like, uh, would you have a pretty good uh, conversation with yourself while you're running? I, mean, I would say two things. It would definitely, uh, if put on the podcast, be marked explicit. That's right. We don't um, have to change the, the content. We'd have level. to change the content uh, thing. <laughs> uh, and I think I don't know that it'd be safe for me to share some of my thoughts that I have while I'm running. Um, right. I think <laughs> I don't want to say they borderline on sadistic, but probably. Right. I don't know. I don't think it's a safe space. You know, yeah, okay. I'm, a, I'm an action film junkie. And that's I'm going to talk about it anyway because now you've got me going. It's, it's funny, right. but like you know, I was always an action film junkie, and I'll watch. You know, and so sometimes when I'm running, like I will play this story in my head where I'm like the action film. Yes, star, yes. Where I'm like, I'm kicking ass and taking names, and yeah, and so I'm having you know, I'm having these thoughts of just like clearing a building out of. Right, <laughs> with bad guys and, and cleared it out in a bad way. And yeah. yet, some of those runs, man, like I have the best run, because <laughs> I'm the hero, right? Yeah, and I man. have I have the best splits, and I'm thinking, man, is there something wrong with me? Like I just spent an hour thinking about doing <laughs> things that shouldn't be done. Like I'm not I'm not that guy. Oh but, man, that's so anyway, good. Yeah, so I don't think mucking me up would be a good idea. It's funny. I thought about doing that for Looney Loops. Yeah, we talked about doing a live podcast at a couple of these races, and I do think we should do a live one sometime. We'll get some guests or whatever just from the yeah. race. It'd be kind of fun to do. And maybe yeah. we'll do that at Looney Loops after we're dead. It'll be fun to right. do a podcast when we're dead, tired, and our brains don't work properly. We'll see how it goes. Right. But, but I thought about like trying to take sound bites while I'm running, and then yeah. I thought about what might come out and we wouldn't be able to use most of it. So, Oh man, I, I have the same kind of, I do this. It's oddly enough. I do the same kind of thing as you, except mine isn't about movies. Mine are about like, uh, pretending I'm back in high school playing high school sports. And so I'm like reliving like the, the glory years, like all the highlight reels of when I was playing like rugby, for instance, and like, I'm like, I'm sprinting to get a try or whatever. And, uh, and so it's like, for me, it's kind of like that and like a great soundtrack. So you've got like your music in your ears. So you're listening to like right. these great soundtracks and you're like, just like a movie, like you are just reliving a movie in your mind. Like yours is more violent. Mine is probably a little bit more. Mine's more right. Mighty Ducks. Yours is like, you know, Die Hard. So it's like yeah. we need to balance the music it out. I listen to is generally more violent too. So maybe there's something with this garbage in, garbage out thing. Maybe I should listen to something different when I run. Yeah, that's I right. <laughs> now, we don't want to end up with like Air Bud, but if we could get yeah. to like, you know, uh, a pretty good action or, or sports movie, you know, like, I don't know, the program or something like that, like, I don't know. It could be something really good. So I, uh, we, we're onto something there. I think maybe if we just kind of picture, if I wake up for a race, you have to too. Okay. Well, that could end my career. You know, so I'd have to, 
Okay, just just mic me up. Right. <laughs> so we'll have to uh, we'll have to play that one by ear. Um, anyway, so that's it for today, folks. Thanks so much for taking the chance to listen. And if you have any comments, we've been getting some good comments on Instagram about some of the conversations we're having. And so we want to encourage you uh, to reach out and share your thoughts on the episode or things that we've said or. Uh, we, we, we don't have disclaimers, but we probably should throw out a disclaimer that this is the, uh, the opinions only of, uh, of the two of us and don't represent, uh, anyone bigger than that. But, uh, it is something fun just to, to talk about, but yeah, please reach out if you have, if you want to add to the conversation, we'd love to hear from you. And, uh, we might mention your comments on the air and uh, yeah. talk about them and, Actually, one of our guests uh, came as a result of commenting on Instagram. So please make sure that uh, you uh, you take a chance just to, to share your thoughts. We'd love to hear them, uh, especially if you're smarter than us. We would love to hear yeah. from people who are smarter than us. If you're not as smart as us, uh, then you can join the party. There's always That's room. A small for crowd, I'm sure. That's but, right. uh, <laughs> That's right. If you're sitting there you thinking th- that you know you're so, you're you're a bit of a specialist in one area or another, right. whether it be nutrition or running or weightlifting, even we can branch out. Yeah. Uh, and and you want to make comments? That's great. You're probably going to get an invite to come on the show. If you say <laughs> yeah. no, that's okay. We'll be okay with it. But thus yeah. far, everyone we've invited has said yes. So. It's don't been a huge fear, payoff, right? Don't 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 fear. Don't be fearful of making comments. Yep. But also yep. be open to the idea of coming and chatting with us because actually I right. I found that part of this podcast to be quite enlightening and fun, and I'm sure other people do too. And uh, hopefully mm-hmm. we can keep the schedule of every second podcast having a guest because vegetables yep. suck. And, yeah, that's uh, right. Who wants to eat vegetables when you have dessert? Right. Um, okay, so Jeff, just as we finish here, what do you think is a smaller percentage? The amount of people who've run a marathon or uh, people who are smarter than us? Do you think it's – or dumber than us? Who? Which is a smaller percentage, the marathon runners or people who are dumber than us? Pro- probably the, the dumber people. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways – Well, hopefully you're not dumber than us. So uh, thanks again for listening, everyone, and keep on chasing the trails.